Hi, Rob McConkie here. Welcome to another episode of Postcards from the Bush. I'm calling Season 2, The Happy Hacker Goes West. Yes, this golfing tragic is playing in the Outback Masters. Between games in Charleville, Quilpie, Blackhall, Hewenden and Longreach, I'm meeting up with some of the folks, the artists, the farmers and the townspeople and so many more. Hope you'll join me. Hi, my name's Danielle Lancaster. I'm in Charleville and I assist with the tourism for the Murway Shire Council. And you're a photojournalist? I am a photojournalist and uh, pr- promotion and marketing with uh, tourism. And you write books about four-wheel driving around Australia? I do write books about four-wheel driving around Australia and and um, and all sorts of different books. It's not just four-wheel driving that what I write What are some about. of the favourite books you've written? Um, definitely my Australian uh, Geographic uh, Souvenir Guide series. That that's that's um, because I've been able to incorporate the people from the regions within that, and I love doing that. And what do you like about Charleville? It takes me two minutes to drive to work, and there's no traffic lights. I like that the kangaroos greet me at the back of my office door every morning, without a, without a doubt. I love that I can get in and get my shopping done and be home within 15 minutes. Um, and I really like the community. You know, when I, I guess when I came here, I really only knew three people or four people in town. Um, and they've just been so welcoming. And, and that's, that's sort of something that I think is so special about these, these little outback towns. And, and I'm so glad that I didn't sit on my butt in Brisbane feeling sorry for myself, uh, you know, when COVID struck and I couldn't do all these fabulous mm. trips and everything. Um, because it's it's really it's really brought me back down to to earth. You know, when I found a house, you know, I put out a call for furniture. Next minute, I've got people bringing me around furniture. You know, like it was just beautiful. How did you get connected with Bilbies? Well, my Bilby connection actually started many, 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 many years ago. Um, most probably close to twenty five years ago. Um, I was out here working, doing uh, some work for Australian Geographic, and met up with Peter McRae. We became great mates instantly my boys um sort of latched onto him and of course he was the fellow who who started the breeding program and got everything going so Pete and I remained really good friends um and and I was best I am still best mates with his partner actually I've just been over and had a cup of tea with her so um yeah that's um that was sort of my initial connection that you know we'd go out and help Pete with the bilbies and raising funds when we were getting the fence and and my daughter would dress up as the bilby um and they were she was actually involved in creating the um free dress day for Queensland schools she wrote to the premier and said this is what we need to have so my association has been very long on on that front a lot of people know the the Bilby Man, Frank Manthe, and they'd know the Bilby Easter eggs or the Bilby chocolate Easter eggs. Were they important, in, you think, in the whole promotion and the idea of the Bilby Save the Bilby? Oh, absolutely. I mean, my children never had the Easter Bunny come to them. They only ever had the Easter Bilby. And my youngest still remembers hearing the Bilby come um, <laughs> each time. And and now as a grandmother, um, I look at my grandson, who he now has the Easter Bilby come to him. So it's become a multi-generational thing. And it's interesting watching as, as children come through the centre here at Charleville that more and more families are actually saying the Easter Bilby comes to us. So, you know, I think that word is spreading and, and I think it's great that we've, we've got one of our own native animals becoming the icon of Easter. Yeah, that, 
just look like an overgrown rat with long ears. That's what some people say. I, I prefer to say that they look more like a little bit of a bandicoot because they are a member of the bandicoot family. Bilbies are incredibly, incredibly cute and much cuter than a rat. <laughs> How seriously were they under threat when um, Pete and Frank started working with them? Oh, extremely. Um, and they are still seriously under threat. They're still one of the most endangered species on Earth. Um, so there were the two bilbies, the lesser bilby and the greater bilby. The lesser bilby became extinct in the 50s, and so we only have the greater bilby left. And we're down to basically the final gene pool. That's what Frank and Peter started to work with. And what were they trying to do? What was their modus operandi? To breed them back from extinction. They were on the verge of extinction and any longer time they, that the greater bilby would have become extinct. And to find out as much about them, because they're a nocturnal animal, so um, it's not as if you can just watch them during the day and find out how everything goes. Um, so, yeah, that, 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 was the, that was the thing, breed them back from extinction. You know, I remember Pete saying to me, um, I'll be happy when I'm driving down the road and I run over a bilby because there's that many of them. This is Postcards from the Bush, and I'm calling this season The Happy Hacker Goes West. I'm Robin McConkie. Stay with me and enjoy. Why were they so under threat? What what threatened their livelihoods? Mostly uh, feral animals. So the cat and the fox are the two biggest, biggest threats to the bilbies. I remember once Major Mobs came down here and he killed something like 100 feral cats in a night down in the Karawinya National Park area. Mm, That's not unusual. That's not unusual. I remember Pete getting sniped, um, you know, people out. And, yeah, that's that's not unusual, that that sort of numbers of feral cats. And they're big cats. Feral cats are nothing like the little kitten that somebody has at home in in, in the city. These are, are really big, very, very vicious animals. But how can you then... Try and save the bilby. If, if, if you put them out in the wild, are we just conserving the species or do you ever really want to get them out into the wild again? Absolutely, we want to get them out in the wild. I mean, some, personally, it, it's, it's a bit of a, a thing for me. Personally, I think um, the government actually needs to do something yeah. to help. And what I'd like to see is instead of it costing $400 for somebody to get their cat desexed, it actually is like a Medicare rebate. So you go to the vet and it might only cost you $50 to get the cat desexed and the government actually pays back. We have to stop these cats just breeding and breeding and breeding. You know, the, the lady who takes in the cats here, in, uh, here at Charleville has got a heap of... This is ridiculous. There's, you know, and people letting their cats out. Mm. I mean, and then they start to breed or they want or they have kittens away and they, you know, they never find the kittens and then we end up with more feral cats. And, and, and these cats uh, adapt quickly to our environment. Uh, we have, you know, animals that are easy prey for them, from our birds to our mammals. And Danielle, the breeding program that's underway in, in Charleville, what's actually happening there? So we have the first and, and biggest breeding um, program here of bilbies. We're actually having a bilby baby boom at the moment, which is pretty exciting. Um, and only six or eight weeks ago, we released another 10 um, down into Karawinya, into, into our secluded fence area there. That was five females and five males. They're all breeding beautifully down there, so that's a great success. Um, and and we're hoping that, that that breeding area will be 
be able to be extended. So when people come to Charleville, they obviously don't go to the breeding program because these animals we're trying to keep as wild as we can. So very limited access to the humans. But what we do have is we have this beautiful nocturnal house where they can come in, um, they can sit down, listen to the story about Peter and Frank, where it started to, but also where we're going to and where we are at next. Then we take them into the nocturnal house where we have three bilbies. At the moment, uh, we have to warn everybody that it might be an R-rated show because we have a male and two females. Our male is Johnny and the two females are Melly and Ruby. And Johnny is being very good and doing exactly what we would want to do, want him to do. So the children are seeing uh, what we call lots of bilby cuddling at the moment. So is gestation, how long is the gestation of a bilby? 12 to 14 days. And how many young can they have? They, uh, they can have one. Um, twins are not uncommon mm. and, and we have had triplets. And what's the survival rate sort of like? Oh, here in uh, captivity, we're almost 100%. So you're really making progress there? Mm, huge progress. Really, really big progress. And I think the dream that Pete and Frank have had, um, sorry, um, can be fulfilled but you know we also need a little bit of extra help so you know that the shire council the merway shire council has been great to the save the bilby fund this year they've actually opened up that nocturnal house all of the money goes back to the save the bilby fund um and and it's a fabulous opportunity and i take my hat off to the shire for doing it i think it's it's now the number one attraction in the merway shire well i was outside the train station where the bilbies are and there was a queue a mile long to get in well, I just popped in there this morning to see them, and the first, first, um, yeah, the first um, tour for today was totally booked, and we've got another five running today. So, yeah, I think it's fabulous, and it's a great way that people get educated not only about the bilby, but also other other animals that that are endangered. What have you got down at Karawinya? Now, I years and years and years ago, I paid a hundred bucks for a panel for a fence. I hope the fence is going well. The fence is absolutely superb. It's going great. And and as I said, the bilbies are in there. They're breeding. I can't remember exactly how many we have down there at the moment, um, but it's 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 just brilliant. There's no feral animals in there at all, and the bilbies are happy little bilbies running around. Now, as a photojournalist, what's the best sort of photos, and when is the best time to get photos of um, bilbies? It's very, very difficult because they're a nocturnal. Not David Attenborough. No, they're a nocturnal animal, and and I mean for the general public, it's 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 very, very difficult. You know, I mean, any nocturnal animals, you have to have special lighting and so that you don't hurt their eyes. But people can photograph them up up here at the nocturnal house. We just ask them not to use a flash because the bilby's eyes uh, uh, eyesight isn't isn't as good. Their ears are tremendous, but. Um, um, their hearing and, and the sensitivity of their ears. But, yeah, people get some lovely photos up there. And any tips for a novice grey nomad who's heading down to Currawinia National Park as a, as a driver and as a bilby watcher and as a nature watcher? Uh, definitely the lakes. The lakes are just absolutely beautiful. So there's a, a salt lake and a freshwater lake there. So there's um, often magical bird life. The, the bird life in Karawinya and the wildflowers, um, I, I think are just, just magnificent. You know, spring and, and last spring was, was amazing. It was just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's one of those very special parks and, uh, for me and, and of all the outback parks, it's got a lot of diversity. Thank you very much for your time. Hope you enjoyed our chat. Please subscribe to Postcards from the Bush with Robin McConkie and join me on the next adventure in The Happy Hacker Goes West. Mm-hmm.